Are you listening? Damn. Hello, I'm Sean Brewster, and thank you for joining us on CEA Audio. This is where you'll catch our Q&A show, past episodes of CEA TV, our YouTube show, keynote speeches, and a host of other things. Thanks for being here, guys, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this episode of CEA TV. I'm here today with Mr. Greg Murphy. Yes, indeed. It's been a long time coming, this interview. I've been wanting to get you in the chair for a long time now because a couple of reasons. One... I think that you've got a very interesting approach to therapy. It's unique, something you've built around your business. And two, every time I've seen you on video, you've been hilarious. I'll try and keep that under control today. <laughs> no, you're one of the few people that I know in the therapy world who really doesn't take themselves too seriously at all. Not at all. You're more than happy to make a fool of yourself. Yes. And it entertains me no end, so thank you for that. Good. Uh, so thank you for joining me today. This is We've spent the last three days together here in Perth. Uh, you've attended a few of my courses that we've been running over here. Yes. Um, we've come to the end of the, the long weekend, and we're both still awake, so that's a really good sign. We've done something right. Yep. Uh, tell us a little bit about Joondalup Sports Remedial Massage and, and your unique approach to what you do with clients. Okay, so Joondalup Sports Remedial Massage um, started off as just remedial therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, we run clients, um, but then I felt that there was something else missing and uh, sort of loved the, the fascial concept and all that, but mm. um, got into Robert Schleip's fascial fitness. Yep. And then we added a small studio and... So we do some exercise. We team exercise up. Uh, we run classes, and so it's a it's a blend. Um, trying to teach people how to foam roll, trying to get them training um, more for flexibility, mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's a different combination, but um, seems to work yeah. um, with our clients. A lot of people use a fascial approach in their therapy, right? That's a common thing, and it's becoming more and more common now that we have the World uh, Fascial Congress that happens, you know, every year on these kind of thing. But you've taken it. Uh, a little bit of a different approach and you use fascial concepts with exercise. Yes. Tell me a bit about that. So that's with Robert Schleip's work out of Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where we originally based, but the way we interpret it now is probably, it's like dynamic plyometrics is yes. how we deliver it. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get the tissue, instead of training to be shorter and tighter, our whole focus is on longer and elastic. Um, so it sort of works because at 52, I'm feeling better than I probably have through most of my life. Okay. So So you practice what you preach? Absolutely. Right. 15 times a week. Okay. So I, I think one of the weird things for me is that from my past life as a chef, inadvertently I was always working with connective tissue. Right. So that's why I can visualize and okay. probably get fascia better than a lot of people. Yeah, you, see, you um, seem to have, watching you in class and different things in courses, you seem to have a good ability to conceptualize something three-dimensionally and then work with it from a spatial awareness kind of point of view. Yeah, uh, a lot of it comes quite natural. I'm very lucky. Um, I don't have to overthink it, which (laughs) is good for me. Yeah. Now, we've been talking a little bit over the last couple of days about how what you've done, what you do clinically in in your practice has evolved and how you're doing lots and lots of certain things now that maybe you weren't doing a few years ago. Yep. What's led to the change? We all go through different changes and evolutions within our within yep. our practice. What's been some of the triggers for you to say, actually, no, this thing or this thing over here has been is going to be the thing that I'm going to focus on now? What's driven that? Yeah, um, just the strive to be uh, efficient with my time and for my clients. Okay. So I don't want to just keep beating them up if that's not what they need mm-hmm. um, and try and yeah find the most efficient way to um, help people. 
Okay. Um, so, and that sort of just keeps evolving. Right. Um, so now it's sort of probably looking more at the neuromyofascial skeletal system, which inadvertently I think we're all working on anyway. Of so right. I don't think I'm inventing anything, just uh, putting my own interpretation on it. Yeah, so. and we all develop our own biases based yep. on the work that we do and the results that we get or don't get. Yep. Uh, and your biases at the moment are definitely towards fascial work. Yep. But also now some more electro-needling and some of those other things. Yes, yeah, sort of recently started using uh, the um, the e with the dry needling okay. and finding that very efficient. Yep. Um, and how I think I'm using it at the moment, we're finding dormant muscles and being able to stimulate those back into action. So mm-hmm. it's only early days yet, but hopefully... Um, we haven't got it wrong and I sort of won't be wasting my time. But You're obviously um, getting results. Yeah, we're getting really good results yep. and um, using it as an assessment as well as treatment. Okay. But the assessment rolls straight into the treatment. Mm. Um, but the clients are all loving it at the moment. So, yeah, it's very different. Yep. Um, well, different for us anyway, but um, seems valid. But then you've messed with me again this weekend by doing the functional cupping, Okay. Um, which I can see... Because uh, not everyone likes needles, mm. so I think it's going to open up a, a lot of uh, avenues for people um, yeah. that way. And I think it's, yeah, it's, it's blown my mind. I've yet to fully process it. Right, it, it is one of those excellent, kind of, and it's so simple. Yeah, right? yeah, and it's. I think it's really important that people develop a lot of different skills throughout their career, which you're obviously doing. The danger, of course, is that people gather all these skills. They've got a really big toolkit full of tools, and then they just pull out the ones that they like using. I think what you're suggesting here is that you can now choose the tool based on the patient and have lots of options, which is really the goal of developing skill, right? Yeah, there's no one thing that suits everybody. No. Um, And it's about uh, communicating with the client but understanding them. And I'm very lucky because I get to train a lot of my clients as well as just simply um, massage them. Yep. Um, Although... Uh, massage is an interesting word and sort of yeah, if we could change that that'd be a, a nice thing but um that's probably a different story but um certainly yeah the it's not pigeonholing yourself and um yeah just doing what you think intuitively yep. learn lots of skills and then try and appreciate what that client needs yeah and you do get to a point where they'll say oh why did you choose to do that thing and you'll say oh, i'm not really sure but it's your clinical reasoning that yes. shows it, yeah? yeah. And if you look inside your brain, you'll be able to reverse engineer the steps to that decision that you made, but it feels intuitive yeah. Yeah. And based comes, on the knowledge that's in there. Yeah, it comes across as very simple, mm. but it's that background knowledge and sort of geeking out all the time and mm. just trying to find that next thing yep. that's relevant. And I've got to hand it to you, you are, when you say geek out all the time, you do very much invest yourself in PD. Yep. Every time, almost every time I've been over here to run courses, you've been on one or most of them. I see you at conferences all the time. I see you doing things. and yep. So you're obviously hungry to learn. Yes. The brain's, it's half full, not half empty, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. So what, uh, what about your business where you've got this unique approach to treating and Obviously, you treat that way, but you've got other people working for you. Do they treat that way as well? Or is it you doing that and they're doing their own thing? Yeah, some uh, do their own thing in the clinic. Um, the the more senior therapists, and they've got their following, and they just do. And I wouldn't even think about encroaching and trying to tell them what to do. Okay. That wouldn't be good for anybody. Right. But the younger ones um, and the newer qualified, um, I think we've got about five at the moment, then once a week we sit down, we spend an hour, uh, we 
very much try and have a mentoring situation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, everyone's allowed to have a different opinion. Um, nobody's truly right, but it's just appreciating different things. But it's that, um, I believe after 12 years of doing what I'm doing, I've got a recipe that works quite well, and I'm happy to share that with 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 them and then hopefully they'll develop something on top of that yeah um so again it's moving forward all the time but it's it's about sharing the knowledge i don't own it i've stolen it from as many people as i can mm. it's my duty to pass it on yeah um, with your own flavor yeah not just to hold it and um yeah. but it, it should it should keep evolving it's it's um it's an organic thing good it's not stagnant right and how many people work with you in your clinic now uh, I've got about 10 at the moment. So people. It's not a small business. Yep. Yeah, okay, it's not, not that small. And that's built up over how many years now? Uh, been, I've been working for 12 years, but uh, the clinic itself has been for about five years in its present form. So, okay. Yep. And all manual therapists? Yep. 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 Okay. Had, we, I had a little conversation just recently with someone about the ebb and flow of staff in businesses or in clinics yep. and people come in the door and they go, it's almost like a revolving door. Yep. Is that the case with your business? Do people kind of come and go fairly regularly? Is it a constant not, changeover? Not at the moment, but, um, you never has know, been in the past. Never know what happens on Monday. Yeah. Right. Um, no, uh, Jason and David, who we've had the longest, mm-hmm. um, still there, um, because, um, we just let them do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. We don't try and micromanage them. Right. Um, but, yeah, they they put up with the bad jokes, so that's that's. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, well, they're still there. Yeah, they can't we, be that bad. we don't have a huge flow, but yeah, I'd rather have somebody good for a shorter time than somebody bad for a long time. Fair enough. So that's an interesting. And look, staff turnover is one of the biggest taxes on a business a lot of the time. So if they're yep. coming and going, there's a lot of training and upskilling and all of those things you've got to invest in staff. So that's an interesting. Uh, interesting take on it. You'd rather have someone good for a short time, yep. have them have an impact, than have someone bad that you have to just kind of babysit yep. for years and years and years. But I think what people have to hang in there for a while because it's all about building up that um, trust and and the word of mouth and getting the finding your spot mm-hmm. um, and finding your group of people that that get to you and try and you don't have to specialize in something, but you should have a specialty. Gotcha. Um, because then you can have a target interest, but. Um, if you're good, you should be able to treat pretty much anyone. So. Yeah. Now, you're in Joondalup, which is sort of a, a, a northern satellite yep. town, city north of, of Perth. Yep. How has that been establishing a business uh, for you there? Has that been a, a challenge? Was it easy to get clientele? What was the, the no, story it's, like? No, um, it's very much a building. It's a very uh, building um, area, uh, lots of new, It's and it's the centre hub. Okay. So it's like a big shopping area, so a lot of mm-hmm. people um, travel into that, so... It'd probably harder to travel, get people traveling to smaller areas. Yep. Um, but because we're fairly central, and that's why we chose it. Um, position, position, mm. position. So. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for creating a business in a satellite center as opposed yep. to the middle of a big city. Yep. In the middle of a big city, you're a small fish in a yep. big pond. Go to Joondalup and you establish a 10 person clinic, which is not a small one, you become a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, and so it's. That's a, have a, it's, more of an imprint on the place. And massage is certainly. Um, it is becoming more popular, mm-hmm. um, so it's yeah. You just just gotta be yourself and be as good as you can be, and mm. sort of let it flow from there. Yeah. So right now, you moved from east side of Australia to west side of Australia yes. many years ago. What's the biggest difference you've seen in? Were you in business for yourself on the other side of 
the country or were you working for somebody else? Predominantly working for other people over there. Okay. Um, and so I came here and uh, that's when I fell in, in with Massage. So that was the start of it yes. when you moved to Western Australia, yep. Perth. Okay. And on your travels, have you seen that different states operate in different ways as far as businesses and practice the way clinicians work? Or does it feel like a similar flavour everywhere you go? Um, no idea. No idea. I haven't spent enough time in other places. Yeah, that's okay. So, I'm always, because I, I obviously travel a bit with CEA, and it's interesting to see, again, the, there's different biases. Yep. Uh, and, the, and the clinical reasoning and thinking that people use in different places. And I wonder how much of that comes out of the culture or maybe out of the training institutions in those spaces. There's yep. always going to be, you know, one major training institution that will train the majority of the therapists in an area. Yep. And it only takes one person in that college to create a slant. Yep, And then sure. pretty soon the whole city or the whole you know, suburb yep. or the areas got that same slant. So, yeah. interesting. And, and Perth's sort of a, a smallish area. Um, and certainly you soon start to learn a lot. Like, you turn up to the, the training here and you already know the majority Most of people, of the people. Are here. Yeah. Yeah. And familiar faces, which is mm. good. So. Well, it, it's, it makes for a nice community, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, it's really good. Well, I always look forward to spending time with you, Greg. So I'm looking forward to coming back to Perth soon and seeing you and catching up and seeing what you're doing with your business. Yes. I do watch from afar. You may not know this, but I do watch from afar and see what you're up to. And I love watching the, uh, the funny videos. If you get a chance to tune into to Greg's business or Facebook page, Facebook which page. is a Joondalup Sports Remedial Massage, yep. that name of the, the page, yep. he occasionally pulls out some completely random and hilarious videos where he'll... Uh, put on some kind of parody or comedy little skit that he'll put together. The Olympics were pretty good. The, the Winter Olympics, Olympics were great, yeah. The Winter Olympics. You were was... dressed up in some funny thing and doing like the bobsled. It was hilarious. So check out his Facebook page and I appreciate the comedy. Uh, thank you, Greg. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. So it's good to catch up and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks so much for giving us your time. We really hope you enjoyed that. Please give us a rating. If you like what you heard, let us know. If you didn't like what you heard, let us know as well. Your feedback is important. Thank you and we'll catch you on the next one.